What's up, everybody? Chris here. We are finally back with a quick but great episode for you guys. The Big Ten is back. We are so excited. Uh, my microphone does sound a little bit weird in the beginning. I feel like I say this every other episode. I will get it figured out eventually. Bear with me through that, um, but we're super pumped. Hope you guys love this episode. Let's get it. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? On this beautiful day. Let's jump right into it. We're not even going to do a chit-chat. We're going right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Wednesday, September 16th, a day that hopefully will go down in history as a wonderful day. The Big Ten is back. My name is Chris Henkin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Calicchio. Normally, we do a little chit-chat. We do a little banter before the episode, but uh, I want to capture all the emotion, all the energy right now. Pat how you feeling, man? Um, I mean, I this is like eight Christmases in a row, every Saturday. Like I, I you know me, I'm I'm a, I sleep late. Like I usually sleep till like eleven, anywhere between eleven and one p.m. Yep. And I woke up like briefly at like seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was one of the you, you like roll over, you wake up, and you're gonna go back to sleep. Yep. Check my phone. Saw the Big Ten was back, and I've been up since 7 a.m. There, there was no chance I was going back to sleep. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you texted me fairly early. I try not to text you too early because I imagine you're sleeping on the East Coast, Pat's West Coast. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an incredible day. Obviously, we're excited. Um, today's episode, we're going we're gonna to talk mostly about, like, the decision, next steps. You know, we'll get a little bit into to actual Penn State and the team and whatnot, but we'll save those breakdowns for, for upcoming uh, episodes. Um, but yeah, kind of just want to start knee jerk reactions, like 30 seconds or less. What are your overall thoughts on the announcement today? How it was handled? What's happening? Just quick initial thoughts. What are you, what are you thinking? We'll get into the details in a little bit. Um, I mean, it, to me, it seems like the big 10 made his decision thinking everyone else was going to follow. And then, you know, admit it like, looked terrible when they didn't, you know, like was just made to look really foolish. Um, and as much as like, I enjoy shitting on people when they've made bad decisions. I, I think it's good. You, when someone corrects a bad decision they've made instead of forcing themselves to try and double down on it, I think you have to give them some amount of credit for that. So credit to the Big Ten for seeing you made the wrong decision, not letting your pride get in the way of what is hopefully the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, also, yeah, you said that, you know, how happy you were. I, this is probably the happiest like morning I've had in a long time, which is kind of sad for like the state of my life and affairs, but also just incredible. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped. Like I've had an incredible morning, not even just from the announcement, but from like interacting with everyone on Twitter, like talking, you know, players are tweeting, fans are tweeting, everyone, everyone's just happy. And it's like, it's incredible for like, a world that has been so negative for so long, just seeing people excited. Um, there's still a tiny, tiny part of me that's pessimistic and is like, well, something's going to happen before this gets kicked off. But for right now, we're putting those thoughts out of our head. We are pumped. We are excited. Um, so let's start with the protocol, kind of some of the, the tidbits from from the announcement uh, and, and the reading today. Uh, so first up is is the start date. You know, a lot of people had talked to October 10th or October 17th. Uh, it looks like they'll actually start October 23rd, 24th, um, thoughts on, on that time frame? Um, I mean, better late than never. 
But what makes me really nervous about this is you start the weekend, October 23rd, 24th, they play eight straight games. That means if one team, like if there's, if there's a COVID issue, there's no room to make up a game because the college football playoff rankings, the final ones come out on the 20th. The Big Ten Championship is scheduled to play December 19th with that zero breaks of eight to nine straight games you make it in the championship. Like, yeah. like something that's kind of, you know, not somewhat beyond your control. You know, you can do as much as you want to talk about having like a system in place and, you know, doing all the right, taking all the right steps to make sure you don't get infected. Like it's not a hundred percent in your control. Of course. Ruin your season. You could go seven and oh, miss one game. Yeah, I want you're not gonna. What are they gonna do? Yeah, yeah. The college playoff uh, committee has arguably the hardest job in the world right now. And I mean, like you said, you can't predict those things. Um, I've seen some people talking on Twitter that um, the reasoning for this is, I guess, Wisconsin has things suspended right now for a couple of weeks, so they can't start until a certain time. Um, I saw some other people saying that the college football playoff committee should push that selection date just one week because who cares if the playoff is one week later? That would be awesome if, if things go well so the Big Ten does have a little bit of wiggle room. Um, but I agree, better late than never. It's, it's just scary for me sitting here going, all right, that's six weeks out. Like, what if something happens in these next six weeks and this whole thing goes to hell? I don't want to feel that pain again. Like, it's, it's finally back to us. Don't take it away again. Um, I, I, it, that's a real issue because, you know, I mean, apparently there's been a decent amount of cases in the state college. Ed Orgeron just said that basically his whole team has coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, he said he said basically they all got it and have recovered. So thankfully they're all good. Um, Texas Tech, I think, said they had something like 60 kids have it or something like that on the team. Um, so they, that those teams are apparently, like, allowing that to happen. I don't know what their protocols are, but, but if you look at the Big Ten – um, the rules that came out in, in some of the, uh, the, what do you call that, the fucking press release today, uh, said daily antigen testing, enhanced cardiac screening, and enhanced data-driven approach while making decisions about practice and competition. Um, so we'll get into the player-specific part in a minute, but just for the teams themselves, uh, basically what they're doing is they're doing a green, orange, red for your team positivity rate, so how many like positive tests are on your team, and then also the population positivity rate, so you know the surrounding campus and, and town and whatnot. Now, is that um, just the undergraduate population or the town surrounding? It's a great question. It doesn't it doesn't talk about it, but I'm I'm, I'm sure they have some sort of definition in the fine print. Um, I hope it's just the campus population because. State College, I, I think, is, is pretty bad right now, which we'll get into yeah, in a minute. I think most of that is... Oh, is the campus. Yeah. <laughs> so it might, it might yeah. help if it's... So we it, yeah, increase, increase <laughs> that population size. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, for the, for the team, green is if you're 0 to 2%, orange is if you're 2 to 5%, and then red, if you have more than 5% of your team that has it, you're in the red. So, yeah, LSU would have been in the red if Coach O was saying almost all of his team got it. Um, for the population, it's a little bit higher than five. Yeah, <laughs> math wins, but it's a little higher. Um, the population, the numbers are a little bit more lenient, a little bit higher, but still red is if you're over seven and a half percent. So basically, if if you're both red, if the team is red and the population is red, team must stop regular practice and competition for a minimum of seven days and reassess metrics until improved. So, like you said. 
I mean, there's, there's other steps that get there. You can, you know, have caution preventions if you're, if you're green and red or green and yellow or whatever it is. But if you are red, red, if your team is over 5% and your population is over 7.5%, you got to stop for seven days. Everything has to shut down. With no bye weeks, with no wiggle room, that could throw a big wrench in everything. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not a postponement. It means you just miss a game, it seems like. Well, that, do, you, that, do you forfeit or is it like a no contest yeah, that becomes that schedule nightmare right like if penn state's playing indiana and indiana hits that mark and they can't play is that a win or is that a we need to make that up at some point um great question i don't think they answered i would imagine like there, there is no time to make it up especially if you're trying to you know stick with the college football playoff and potentially bowl games i don't yeah, know what the they, they, bowl games really are. No you can't play two games in a week yeah, you have, I, I would imagine it'd have to be a forfeit, which sucks, but, like, how else are you going to do it? I mean, that that's, like, because there's two, to me, there's there's two ways it could go. It's either a forfeit or, no, like, it's just a no game. Right, like, right. A, a no contest. But either way, that's going to fuck someone over. Because, like, imagine you're Ohio State, and you go 7-1, and one, and you don't make, because of a, a forfeit. Yeah. Or you're, you're even worse, if if you're someone, and you go like five and zero because three teams had to cancel on you. Yeah, then you're. I mean, those can't even you. Yeah, I mean, the committee wouldn't respect that. Hopefully not. Obviously. Um, yeah, this is like, and that's why I wanted to keep this episode fairly high level. There's still like, I'm so happy it's here, but there's still so much unknown. Um, so the other thing that I thought was super interesting. Um, uh, unnecessary roughness, the Barstool College Football Show. I saw them tweet it first. Um, there's, a, there's a blurb in the press release today that says all COVID-19 positive student athletes will have to go, undergo comprehensive cardiac testing to include labs and biomarkers, ECG, echocardiogram, and a cardiac MRI. Following the cardiac ev- evaluation, student athletes must receive clearance from a cardiologist designated by the university for primary purpose of cardiac clearance for COVID-19 positive student athletes. So, I mean, this is showing how detailed they're going to make sure the players are safe, which is incredible, right? Obviously, we're going to talk about football and the implications of just football, but actually really cool to see how much they're doing for the players, for the cardiac issues, you know, the heart issues that people have been talking about over the last month or so. Um, so they're doing all of that if someone tests positive. Now, what they said, the earliest a student athlete can return to game competition is 21 days following a COVID-19 positive diagnosis. So if you're a player and you get it, you're missing at least three games, which is almost half a season at this point. Yeah. Put Sean Clifford and Pat Frymuth in literal bubbles any time they are not in the football facility. Seriously. I, yeah. want them, I want them to be bubble boys. Yes, yes. And this is a shout out to, if you're a student and you're listening to this first, thanks for finding us. Uh, two, I know you want to party. I know you want to be out hooking up with random co-eds. I get it. I just said co-eds. I sound like a fucking 50-year-old. I know you want to be out there living your best life. I get it. For the next couple of months, find like six friends, just get drunk with them in your apartment all the time. Trust me, you want college football. Trust me, you want this. Um, and then the last thing from the press release just talks about uh, eventually all Big Ten sports will require these protocols before they can resume. Uh, other fall sports, uh, meaning um, basketball, hockey, swimming, diving, and wrestling, uh, updates on those will be announced shortly. So obviously today focuses on football, but it would be cool if we get some of those other sports back. You know, obviously we want all of our student athletes to be part of this, uh, to be safe and be able to, you know, play the, play the games they love. So um, 
Yeah. Any, any major thoughts on that? I mean, I think we hit the big ones on the head there. The, the 21 days for the positive test is, is going to be something that's really going to come into play, especially depending on how the schedule comes out. Like, I mean, if you're if, if Justin Fields tests positive and he missed three games, that's, that's huge for Ohio State. If, yeah, I thought know. that like five years ago when they, when they lost two starting quarterbacks, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I as the most prominent example, probably the biggest, biggest playmaker uh, currently playing. But yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, so let's before we get into before we get into the actual the schedule and all of that. You mentioned before State College um, being one of the the hot spots right now. Uh, this is an article from Onward State. I don't really like giving them credit because I don't love them, but I'm a professional. Give credit where credit's due. Uh, they have a story today. Um, I think it's today. Yeah, uh, where they were reporting on a New York Times article, uh, and this article basically looked at metropolitan areas consisting of at least 50,000 residents and looking at their rate of growth for cases. So this is not the most cases anywhere. This is how much did you grow from last week to this week. Uh, State College is number two in the entire country. This is not a list you want to be on top. Uh, So basically a week ago, they had 195 new cases, now 763 new cases. So that rate of increase is second in the country amongst these areas. Um, and that's super concerning. So like I said, for the, the kids that are on campus, just chill. Trust me. One, I don't want you to die. Two, I want college football. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not shocking, though, considering they just literally imported 40,000 new people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and to that point, there's actually a couple of college towns on this list. So State College is number two. Bloomington, Indiana, where Indiana plays, is number six. Uh, Gainesville, Florida, number nine. Madison, Wisconsin, number 18. Athens, Ohio, number 20. Um, What's number one? uh, Number one is La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, Like L-A, and the next word is cross, so like maybe they're just lax bros, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Like for for comparison, New York City area, while still having, you know, a ton of cases, is number 300 on that list because they're staying very flat. So like the rate of increase is what's concerning. Um, If you're in state college, just chill. Just relax. Enjoy football. All right, let's get to the schedule. Um, so they, they had a bunch of people on the Big Ten Network today, um, all of the, like, um, some of the presidents, some of, the, like, the team doctors, some of the athletic directors, like, people people who are involved in the planning of all this. Um, I think it's Barry Alvarez from Wisconsin talked about the schedule. So it's going to be an eight-game schedule plus one. So the ninth week uh, will be conference championship. So the, you know, the winner from the East, the winner from the West will play each other. Um, but what we'll also have is every team will play each other two versus two, three versus three, four versus four, um, which I think is really cool. We actually got a Twitter question on this just a little bit ago. Shout out to Shane Lunnan. said, what do you guys think of that ninth game where besides the title game, the second through seventh place teams will play one another? Looking forward to that Rutgers-Illinois matchup. Uh, what do you think about that, Pat? I think it's awesome. Um, for one thing, more football is good. Uh, secondly, it's, it's a good resume booster. Uh, you know, if you're not in, because we, we still want the Big Ten to be like a premier conference. Mm-hmm. It's better for us in recruiting. It's going to be better for us in rankings in the future. And if we get more teams and better bowl games, an extra game is going to help. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's something new and unique, which which I like. Um, ben Jones tweeted out, uh, if this were to happen last year, just to see like what those matchups would have been. Um, Ohio State-Wisconsin was obviously the championship game, uh, but then you would have seen Penn State-Minnesota, which would have been really cool to get a rematch and get another shot at them, because um, obviously, you know, we'd want to beat the shit out of them. Uh, you would have seen Michigan versus Iowa. 
Indiana versus Illinois, Michigan State versus Purdue, Maryland versus Nebraska, and Rutgers versus Northwestern in that toilet bowl. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool because, one, you get some some revenge matchups for some of those top teams. Uh, we always talk about, like, people talk about, oh, is the SEC better or is the Big Ten better? And the argument for a while has been the SEC is, is more top-heavy and has teams that are constantly in the playoff and constantly in the top ten. But we've said, hey, the Big Ten through and through from top to bottom is more competitive. I think those games would really show it at the end. Like, hey, you've, you've gone through your gauntlet. You've gone through your injuries. You're at the end of your season fighting for a potential playoff spot or a potential bowl game. Those games would be pretty cool. I, I almost hope it's something that they keep going forward. I don't know how you would do it. You'd have to probably drop a non-conference game. Um, but, yeah, to, to Shane's question, I love it. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that would be – I don't know if it's feasible going forward, but I'd rather play that than, a, than a, you know, Akron every year. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and, and yeah, one, one tune-up game out of conference, one decent out of conference game, and then do this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We already play one more conference game than than the SEC. Right, right. Which again, which would actually would probably end up hurting us because it's the classic like you beat up on yourself. So like, they're naturally going to be teams who have an extra loss because of it. Um, hopefully, we get to this point this year. Knock on wood, um, and we get to see it play out because I think that would be really cool. Um, the schedule itself, they talked about this on Big Ten Network as well. Uh, they said that it'll be worked on and possibly released this week. I don't know if I'm that optimistic, but I would imagine that the schedule itself will look somewhat similar to what they uh, put out there right before canceling. I think they put it out, it was like beginning of August. It was like the first week of August, which feels like forever ago. I feel like we say that a lot, like especially in quarantine, like, oh, it feels like years ago. Like this literally feels like forever ago that they put a, a schedule out um, before then changing their mind and canceling it. Um, during that schedule, I think it was 10 games. So you play your six division foes as normal. And then there were four crossovers or three crossovers. So I would imagine they would keep that and then just drop six and a couple of the, the crossovers. So our slate from that schedule, uh, from the West division, we were supposed to play Northwestern. Iowa, Nebraska, and Illinois. I would guess we just keep two of those. Iowa, I'm sure, will be one of them. And then maybe a Nebraska or Northwestern. Who knows? Um, any hopes or, or anything that you're hoping to see from the schedule or, or want to see instead of what we have or what we know so far? Um, I definitely – I would I, – I think what you're saying is right. It's going to be six and two. And I hope that Iowa game stays. Uh, dude, that's always fun. Uh, yeah. We always play Iowa tight. It is kind of a rivalry at this point. A little bit, yeah. It's in this, in this weird spot where we have no, like, true rival in the Big Ten. Um, you know, Michigan and Ohio State both kind of, but they're more of a rivalry with each other. Historically. Yeah, they always will be. Even though, you know, we actually play both. <laughs> We're actually a better rivalry for both of them. Uh, uh, but other than that, I don't – um, maybe Nebraska would be a cool one because they, they're one of these teams that every year is supposed to be better than they are. Um, you know, Adrian, like, is Adrian Martinez still yep. there, right? Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, for some reason, a Heisman contender. <laughs> for some <laughs> reason, they're like, <laughs> they were supposed to have like 10 wins last season, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of hype. Scott Frost, Adrian Martinez, and just they, you know, haven't gotten it together. So I'd be okay with that. It'd be cool um, to be about them. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, like, because obviously... Well, maybe they'll be good and it'll be a quality win. I don't know. True, true. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things. They're going to want to figure out logistics of, you know, probably minimizing travel. Um, they're going to want to figure out ratings. Of course, if we're having eight weeks, they want to make eight exciting weeks as, as much as possible. Like, I know that's probably in the back of some of our minds, but 
The people who are making money off of this probably want some big marquee matchups. Um, I hope we don't play Wisconsin because the COVID seems to be going crazy there. Yeah, Every yeah. Football program and lacrosse Wisconsin. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see hopefully by the end of this week. I mean, I'm not super optimistic there, but that would be pretty cool if we get it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be an eight-game schedule plus one. I, and I think that'll just make uh, – I was talking to the walk-on red shirts guys earlier on Twitter. Like, that'll just make conference championship week that much more exciting. Like, you have the Big Ten championship at night and then – maybe even that like Friday, Saturday, you have like these other games just leading up to it for the rest of the conference. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, uh, next up, so Sandy, uh, Sandy Barber was on this call with the Big Ten Network as well. Uh, they asked her about will, will they be selling tickets. They said as a conference, they decided that they will not be selling tickets to the public, um, which you kind of have to, like, you have to be okay with. Football's back from, from having nothing to having something. You have to be okay with that. Uh, what I did think was cool is they said, you know, where they're able to with local guidelines, they're going to work on getting uh, the players' families in and the staff's families in, um, both home and away. So that was a big thing. You know, we, we follow and interact with a lot of our players' families on Twitter, um, and they, they've been clamoring for, for, one, getting the season back, but even prior to that, you know, when, when there was the concern of fans or not, a lot of them were talking about, like, we just want to go watch our kids. We just want to go watch our, our brothers. Like, so that's pretty cool that they'll be able to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's how many kid, how many kids are on the roster? Do you know, eighty-five scholarships, but you probably have like a hundred kids with walk-ons and whatnot. Well, it's even if it's four people per yeah. for every single player, mm-hmm. four hundred people in Beaver Stadium. Yeah, it could be like a mile away. From that. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a funny sight if you literally just distance every single person. Um, probably not so great for optics or or for sound, but. Yeah, even if, even if you do home and away, right? Even if you say max 500 on each team, 500 home, 500 away, throw in some staff people. Even if you're up to 2,000, 3,000. I mean, the NFL teams, who did it? The Chiefs did it and the Jags did it. I think they had like 20,000 people in their stadiums. Um, so it's, it's feasible. It's just, again, risk and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say at, at least at the beginning, don't even risk having fans. If you want to have, the, like I said, players' families there, I'm pretty sure you could socially distance enough to where that oh, yeah. is. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm hard no fans. Like, at this point, I would love to go to a game. I don't care, though. Like, keep it to the families. Let the families go. Like, yeah, it would be cool to let some students in, but at this point, not worth it. Let it just I mean, be the families. Let the kids the, play. The risk factor of having, like, the, in, the being the red zone in your community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one of the criteria for keeping the season going. Yep. You do have to actually try and keep the population around you under control. Yeah, exactly. So we talked a little bit about uh, college football playoff before and the timing. Um, one thing I'm curious about is rankings. So like the schedule technically aligns where we could still be involved in the playoff. And again, maybe they'll shift that a little bit. Um, but we saw, you know, after week one, they dropped all the teams that weren't playing out. Uh, I think it was CFB Reddit had a really funny uh, tweet. They were like, Ohio State drops from number two to unranked, the largest single-week drop in history. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but, like, what happens? Does Ohio State, like, do they jump to number two right now and just play it out? Like, do they pencil us in or do they wait for us to start? Like, how do you rank versus a team that's been playing for five weeks versus a team who just had one game? That's interesting, man. Yeah, my guess is they will wait till we play a game. Yeah, I, I would guess so too. But even that, like, all right, say you have a team like, I don't know, I, I even forget like who played week one, but some of these teams that are not normally ranked. I think like Louisiana, Raging Cajuns just got ranked. Like, what if they go on a run and they're 4-0? But then like Penn State plays one game. Like, yeah, you're going to rank Penn State ahead of them. But like, they've been playing some good football. 
Um, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm not sitting in that seat. I don't have to decide that. Um, but I think that'll be interesting. Um, next one, opt outs slash opt in. So the big news for us today, Pat Fryer moved, uh, was on the Big Ten Network. I, I was actually watching and screen recording when it happened. So I thought it was going to be really cool and get that out before anyone and everyone had it out at the same time. It's the world we live in. Um, but yeah, he said, he goes, I never opt out. I don't know where those rumors came from. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. It's huge. I love this guy. It's huge. Oh, it's huge. I mean, uh, and yeah, I, I have gone on record several times saying I think he should opt out. When that report came out, I listed out, like, the guaranteed money first-round tight ends have made in the past years. Like, it made a lot of sense to me. Am I really happy he's back? Hell yeah, I am. It's huge. Honestly, I never really thought he was going to opt out because even when all that was going – he was vocal before mm-hmm. he got canceled about wanting to play. So I, I know it was – like, you knew right away he wants to play college football. He just does. Yeah. And – even when those reports came out, he didn't say anything. Yep. I, I think actually the only thing he – he may have tweeted out that, like, he didn't confirm these things. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that. I know, like, last week he, he put an inst- on his Instagram story, it was, like, him in uniform, like, giving the yeah. peace signs. So, like, people were looking at that. Uh, I, I think personally – I don't know where the reports came from. I think personally if it was a spring season, he was opting out just because that interferes with NFL draft and combine and training. Um but yeah, he came. He could have went to the draft last year. He came back to play. Came back for that elusive national award that you know about. Um, and he wants to boost the stock to be the number one tight end in the country. Um, so if it's a fall season, yeah, like yes, it's different. Yes, it's it's altered. But his original motivation and his original logic doesn't really change. So very very happy. There is a serious benefit for him coming back. Uh, yeah, he's a guy. He's getting some first round buzz. But if he has a big year, he could be a guaranteed first round. I mean, yeah. especially with how much bigger the tight end position is in the NFL now. Um, I think he's probably going to be Penn State's leading receiver. And there's a good chance he has the best season of any tight end in the country. Yeah. That's gonna I, be like that, He could solidify a first round spot for himself. I agree. And I, I maybe just because I'm more optimistic than you, I think he's a first round lock as is. I think he can solidify like a top 15 pick as opposed to late first in the late 20s. I thought um, Mitchell was a first round lock too. So. Same. Same. And listen, I'm always going to be optimistic for my guys. I'm wearing a jersey right now just because I'm excited. <laughs> like, I'm always going to be excited for the guys. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very happy that passed back. Um, the next conversation and, and immediately was Micah Parsons. Is Micah Parsons coming back? Can he even come back if he wanted to? Would he come back if he could? Um, I, I have some thoughts. I'll let you go first. What do, what do you think? He did a little titter, uh, Twitter tease with the Steve Harvey gif and the, the face. But I, you got to remember, he didn't opt. He opted out before they postponed the season. And he did, did he? Uh, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, didn't he? Okay. I, I mean, I thought it was after the postponing, but I don't remember. I, I thought he did it before, and I thought he did it because of COVID. Uh, I don't know. I, I will research this as you talk. Um, so, if I'm right, if my memory serves me correct, to me that means there's no way he's coming back, even if he could, which I don't think he will even be allowed to. But he, he opted out because of COVID, like mostly because he's got a son. Right. And that, those things didn't change about this. Right. That, yes. His health and his family's health to consider with this. And that's still the same circumstance. So I don't see his opinion on this changing. 
Yeah, agreed. I'm trying to find the tweets of like when he actually opted out. There was that video with him and his son. Um, I'm scrolling through our Twitter right now and can't completely find it. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he opted out August 6th. He made it official. And I think they delayed the season on the 11th. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, you're right. Good call. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, it, it is – it's a little bit of that uh, that memes going around of uh, SpongeBob and Patrick running all excited and Squidward, like, looking out sad and missing them. Um, I'm sure he misses it a little bit and he wants that one last ride. But, like, at the same time, I think his mind has been made up. Again, his motivations were, were different than maybe some others. Uh, he's a top 10 lock, top five probably at this point. Every mock I've seen has him going between four and six to, like, the Jets, the Jaguars, or the Giants. Um, the Jets probably won't take him. We'll get to that in another one. Um, but, like, he's going to be a top 10 pick. He's going to make a ton of money. He doesn't need to play. Like, does he want to? Probably. Hell yeah. He wants to be out there. Penn State running like crazy. Hopefully go to a national championship. But I don't think he needs to. Um, the other thing is apparently he's hired an agent already. I haven't seen that confirmed, but a lot of people are talking about that. Um, and then what we can confirm is he has been making some money from Cameo. Check out our new podcast intro, the best $25 I've ever spent in my life. Um, so that brings in some sort of like NCAA, NCAA uh, guidelines. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, again, he's, that you know the NCAA is not going to be cool about that. Um, he's already started making money, even if he hasn't signed an agent. So I have to imagine at the very least they would suspend him if he tried to come back. Because, <laughs> again, he didn't opt out because the season got postponed. He did it before. So you right. can't make the case, but like, oh, I was doing it under these circumstances. Right, and it's interesting you say that. So there's an article from The Athletic from Bruce Feldman. Um, he, he kind of covered these, these options of, like, can people opt back in? Obviously, no one really knows what it is right now. Uh, but he said, people familiar with the matter, so there are two hurdles to clear for a player to return. First is the academic piece. Did the player start classes? Obviously, you have to be enrolled in classes to be on the football team, right? Um, once class starts, that sets the institutional roster. The second is the question of whether they signed with an agent after opting out. Uh, if those players haven't signed with an agent, we think that they could come back. Uh, and then he goes through another thing with an attorney who has helped some people with cases against the NCAA. Uh, and he said, the fact that the commissioner, meaning Kevin Warren, said that the decision will, quote, not be revisited and that these guys relied on that statement would allow the NCAA to bring these guys back without setting any sort of precedent that would create a problem down the road. So to your point, people that opted out after Kevin Warren said that probably have a strong case if they want to come back because, you know, this has never happened before. They were, they were operating under that impression. But like you said, if Micah did it for different reasons, did it before then, I mean, the NCAA would probably let anyone back at this point just because they want the ratings, but I think, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised. Um, but I think that's it. Uh, Twitter questions slash voicemails, if we have any. We already got to Shane, uh, Shane Lunnan. Thanks for, for calling in, or writing in, rather. Uh, CJ Scalzetti uh, said, think this is 15% to do with medical testing breakthroughs and 85% to do with bad optics slash getting hammered of canceling uh, early while school and other power five continue on. Regardless, I'm thrilled to watch this team and assume we only lost Parsons. I think it will come down to us and OSU again. Um, so yeah, what do you think about the reasoning for, for coming back? Medical versus optics? I think he's absolutely right. I think he's a hundred percent right. It's mostly because of the optics because they got hammered. 
Yeah, and I and I do think they because they they said I think the the testing protocol is is daily, whereas it was weekly. Uh, you know, when they were on campus earlier, so they're gonna be getting tested every single day. You got all those you know uh, cardiology stuff that we were talking before to to make sure the I forget what's called myo myocarditis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure they're taking care of that. So I mean, that is a part of it, but yeah, it's 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 probably That's the thing they can say is the reason. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, hype there. Like I said, great day. Great day on Twitter. If you guys haven't seen, made a little video before. I got a retweet from Sean Clifford, Pat Firemuth, Pat Firemuth's mom retweeted it. Um, Pat Calicchio retweeted it. Uh, I saw on Cliff's quote tweet, uh, a couple of the coaches liked it. Uh, I saw coach, coach Stubbs, coach Trout in there. Um, Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. It's fun. It's fun when things are good and people are having a good time on Twitter. Twitter is where I live. If you guys know me, you know that. Confirmed um, fans of the podcast. Yes. Don yes. Clifford and the entire coaching staff. I honestly, like, in my, like, in my uh, narcissistic, like, hopes and dreams, it's like, I hope that that made its way around, like, the text groups of the team. Like, yo, check this video out. It's funny. It's, like, stupid. It took me five minutes. It's not very good, but it's, it's and then fun. Like, yo, I was on those guys' podcast. You should all do it. Yep, yep. Hook us up, Antonio. You know? um, but yeah, that's how it goes. We it was a good day, now, Antonio. So. Exactly. It was a good day. Obviously, we'll have some more episodes coming uh, to actually break down, you know, the team, the X's and O's on the field, what we expect, what we hope. But uh, let's end here. We'll keep this one fairly short. Um, Pat, in same as we we started with that knee jerk, sort of thirty seconds or less. What are your what are your hopes and dreams for this season? A national championship, baby. <laughs> all it can be. That's all it can be. I think. Um, I, do you need more? That was like three seconds. I'll give you the thirty if That's you need all it. I need. Okay. That's okay. All I need. Uh, I think for me, obviously, it's it's that everyone stays healthy. You know, I, I, that sounds very like soapboxy and preachy, but of course, we you know we don't want anyone getting sick. Um, and on the flip side and the selfish side, like I want everyone to stay healthy so that we can have a full season. Like I don't want this to get shut down, uh, ripped away from us. Uh, you know, the first couple of weeks, hopefully, we're good indications. Uh, minus LSU and Texas Tech, um, but yeah, I hope it's I hope it's a I hope it's a full season. I hope it's a good season. I hope the guys the guys that really need this, um, you know, guys like Shaka Lamont that are, that are going into the draft and this is their final season to prove it. Um, Antonio Shelton, Tariq, like there's a bunch of guys on defense, um, offense. You got the O lineman, right? Menit, Fries. Um, there are guys going to the NFL draft because they're out of eligibility, and this will be huge for them to get one more shot to show show they belong. Um, so that was more than 30 seconds, but I don't care. I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm back. Um, you took some of my time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I time back to the room. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Anything else uh, Anything else to cover for this one? Uh, check out is it Fred Hanser's uh, Twitter. Big, big guy's got some moves, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the video of him dancing before, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was even like a big, like the big like winter jacket or something. Yup. Yeah. Answered. Moves. Very very good. Uh, Antonio Shelton, shout out former former guest, recurring guest. He he made a video of just like him and his cards dancing. It's like me. Also a great Twitter account by the way. Great Twitter account. Yeah, Check Antonio, I agree. Orange is underrated. <laughs> uh, so yeah we're excited we're hyped hopefully hopefully some more news you know the rest of this week on schedule um we're gonna be we're gonna be cranking episodes out now i think we we had a taste of of what it would be like without it we didn't really get to do a whole lot so expect some more episodes gonna try to get the instagram running again this year check us out um, actually almost forgot um three two days from now i guess when, whenever this airs uh september 19th nittany lion wrestling club is live streaming an event 
they got like I mean almost the whole roster of guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure David Taylor's wrestling, uh, Kyle Snyder's wrestling, Thomas Gilman, uh, Zane Rutherford. I'm not. I think Vincenzo Joseph's got a match in there, but like they they've got a whole roster of guys. On I've never heard of this website before. This it's called Rokefin. Okay. Just Google uh, Nittany Line Wrestling Club or Penn State Wrestling Rokefin. It's like ten bucks to watch. I'll be doing it. Nice. And that's Saturday? Saturday the 19th? Yes. All right. Check it out. Saturday the 19th. It's Penn State Wrestling. If you're a fan, if you're missing sports, it's out there. Uh, get excited. Big Ten is back. Football is back. Penn State is back. We're going on a run. We are.